You're listening to episode 297 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here and welcome if you're listening to this in real time to a brand new year. And there's there's a few things I want to talk about with us. First of all, what I want to say is that we don't, if you're new to the podcast, uh, maybe if you haven't listened to very many episodes, We don't do resolutions particularly, and we don't do sort of the new year, new you bullshit around here. Okay. (laughs) So this is not going to be an episode that re that revolves around, uh, goal setting and, and all of those types of things. Those can be beautiful things, but that's not what this episode is going to be about. I'm taking a very different approach to this. And the other thing is too, is that, you know, the new year can be a beautiful moment in time to, it, it can feel like it's a moment to turn over a new page. You know, it does feel like a little bit of a fresh start and that's a gift. That's a beautiful gift to take advantage of if you want to. Also knowing that you don't have to wait until the beginning of a new year in order to make a change either. You can make your, your next decision can make some sort of change in your life, no matter what day of the year it is. So that's always important to remember, but this is not about changing everything about yourself. I never want anyone to, to think of a new year that way and looking at all of the things that you aren't wishing that you already were, right? What I am about is in is taking inspired action towards the person that you continue to become and peeling back the layers to remember who you've always been. And continuing to move forward with hope in your heart too, because this has been a tough couple of years. And to to put it mildly, (laughs) for most of us. And it can be easy to wonder, is anything going to be different? Is anything going to be different? I had a conversation with um, a couple of really dear friends uh, a few months ago. And I was having a bit of a hard time. And and we were talking about, uh, you know, what we were excited about in in 2022. And I was conflicted because I said that half of me was really looking forward to all of the things that were going to unfold that I, I didn't even know what those things were or even have any expectation about what they were going to be, but that I was excited to see how things unfolded. And the other half of me was afraid to have hope because the last three years in a row have been particularly difficult for me. And each year I have kind of hoped, okay, you know, this, this will be a a better year and things have actually gotten usually progressively harder (laughs) as opposed to better. Not, 
they haven't been bad years necessarily because lots of beautiful things have really come out of them too. And I'm always incredibly both conscious and grateful for that. Um, but they've been tough years. They've, they've been difficult years for sure. And what I want to really encourage you to think about is to focus more on intention over resolutions and to still do so coming with hope because I can feel, I can feel a shift happening. And I don't just mean for me, I, I can feel a really big shift happening for many people right now. And we're still kind of in the thick of it. And it just feels like a lot of the things that a lot of people have gone through in the last couple of years have been leading us all down different, you know, respective paths that is going to open up all kinds of doors that we didn't even necessarily know were a possibility for us, right? It, again, for e that looks different for each and every person, but it just feels like there's some really, really big shifts happening. And when we focus our, on, on intentions instead of resolutions, resolutions are incredibly rigid and they can sometimes set us up to fail. Whereas intentions are more about how you're going to show up overall consistently. And by consistent, I, I mean the majority of the time. That leaves room for error and for shitty days to still happen, you know? Like consistency does not mean necessarily every single day of, of the year, 365 days of the year. Consistency is what you do most of the time. So that leaves some space for some self-forgiveness when you maybe have some off days. But intention is about how you want to feel and what you want to embody, how you want to show up for yourself and for others. You're the same you today as you were, uh, you know, yesterday and, and the day before. You're also incredibly different than the person that you were yesterday and the day before and the week before and the year before. And those two dual dualities can exist at the same time. And those are, that's a beautiful thing. And you don't need to change who you are or become someone else. When I talk about becoming, that means becoming more of who you already are underneath the layers that, that it's been buried under. The, the maybe conditioning, the experiences in your life that have shaped you into who you are. It's just about peeling back the layers to come more home to yourself. And for me, when I think about this new year, the, the 2022 vibe when you enter into my world is about acceptance and nourishment and creating a deeper sense of home from within and balance in a way that makes sense, not, not, in, a, not in a restrictive way and, and love too. This is, this is what I am going for in 2022. And when you come into my world, this is what I am creating for anyone who comes into contact with, with me, hopefully as well. And for this podcast and all of that. And when we talk about intention, as opposed to more restrictive resolutions that feel super rigid, it leaves space for the messy parts of yourself to make an appearance and to accept yourself just as much, if not more on those days as when you show up as the highest version of yourself, because acceptance of ourselves is easy when we think that we're doing everything right, when everything is going well, when, um, you know, we're sticking to the to-do list, like when, when we're, we're doing all the things, we're checking all the boxes, right? 
true acceptance really gets put to the test when we're having a shitty day, when, when shit is hitting the fan, when we're having a hard time, when we're feeling super emotional, when we are let down, when we're disappointed, um, all of those, those things, when we're in those moments, that's when acceptance matters the most. That is when acceptance matters the most. And that's when it can feel even harder to give ourselves compassion, but that's when we need the most self-compassion. And that's something to really consider, like almost challenge yourself that when you're having those, those harder moments, use those moments as an opportunity to show yourself more compassion and more acceptance. And when we develop skills, because this is the other thing, when it comes to intention, we can set all the intentions in the world, just as, as we can set all the resolutions in the world, if, if that's your thing. But when it comes to intentions and how we want to feel, I also tend to think about, okay, what are the skills that I need to develop to get me to feeling that way? Because we don't just snap our fingers necessarily and, and make something happen, right? Like there, there can be a series of events that have to take place before we improve at doing a certain thing. And if we're talking about acceptance, just as one example, that's going to take some practice. And what I mean by a skill is one of the skills that might need to be better developed um, when it comes to acceptance is resilience. Because that's those moments where you're having the harder time and you're not feeling, you know, on top of the world. <laughs> and when you need acceptance more than ever, moving through those moments builds resilience that also allows you to be more accepting of yourself. So that's the skill that takes you from point A to point B. And sometimes when I talk about resilience these days, <laughs> I've talked to so many people lately. And by lately, I mean the last two years. <laughs> and I have felt this way myself where it's like, okay, but we're tired of feeling resilient. Like we're tired of being resilient. But resilient is a powerful gift. And it's not just a gift. It is honed. It is built. It is created. It's not just handed to us. We have to create resilience just like we have to build muscle. Resilience is just like building a muscle. And the only way you build a muscle is by exercising it over and over and over and over again, and it continues to get stronger. So even if you're tired, and I have more to say, I'm being tired in a minute, <laughs> but even if you're tired, know that you are building incredible skills to get you to feeling these beautiful ways, like that to feel accepted, to feel nourished, to feel as though you're home with yourself, to feel more balanced, to feel more love. All of these things come from doing the work and building these skills along the way. And this is what brings your intentions to life. And honestly, this, this past year for me, anyway, I, I, and I think a lot of, a lot of you, uh, may feel the same that this past year has felt exhausting and sort of the, the culmination of the past two years has kind of felt like the equivalent of running a marathon. 
but we don't seem to know where the finish line is. <laughs> and that has been part of the exhausting part. You know, it's, it's like when you're running a, a marathon, I've never run one, but long distance running is, is not my, my forte. I'm a sprinter at best and I don't actually enjoy sprinting. It's only if I feel that I need to for conditioning purposes. But when I imagine when you run a marathon, if, if you feel as though the finish line is at one point, so then you speed up to make it and then the finish line moves and it just keeps moving farther away, you're like, okay, how do I continue to, to progress forward here? And because I have felt so tired, I've talked about this a little bit before, but I, I haven't come out with nearly as many podcast episodes um, this past year as I normally do. And that was not uh, on purpose. That, that was not by design. That was me being tired. I was so tired all the time. And there were a couple points actually in, in the past couple of years, but, but one point, especially, um, about halfway through last year where I was so tired so often that I, I would literally, I could get eight hours of sleep. I would get up, um, you know, do a workout, uh, eat, need another nap. I would need to go down for a nap. Because I literally could not keep my eyes open. I was so exhausted. And, and by the way, I, I, I speak with full privilege here. I don't have kids, obviously. So all, all the parents out, out there right now that are hating me for having the ability to take a nap, I, I get it. I Trust me, I get it. But it was, I would sometimes have to have two naps a day. And I couldn't understand what was going on. I actually thought there was something physically wrong with me. I had blood work done a couple of times because I was certain there must be something. I'm like, is, is this like an iron deficiency? Is this, what is this? And my blood work always came back, not only within normal levels, but optimal, <laughs> optimal levels. And I could not understand what was going on. I couldn't understand it. And I am aware that I am an incredibly empathic, highly, highly sensitive person. But um, I'm, I'm working with uh, a mentor right now who kind of specializes, one of the things she specializes in is sort of in the, in more like energetic realms and uh, intuition and, and that type of stuff. And she kind of pointed out to me that I think I'm actually even more empathic and sensitive than I had given myself credit for. And I have actually been, I think, hemorrhaging energy to the point where it was exhausting me. And I think that that was actually what was behind those, those periods of time where I was so tired day after day after day that I, I could barely even get out of bed. And I was talking to a friend about this the other day and she said, I remember that. She said, and, and I, I was worried about you because you were telling me like I can barely get out of bed in the mornings. And it was a really big problem. It was a really big problem and I couldn't get any work done most of the time because I felt just so exhausted. And one of the biggest things that I've learned in the last uh, few months in particular is that my energy is mine to manage. And I've always known that, but I've developed a deeper understanding and deeper respect for how I expend my energy and the ways that I can actually be leaking energy sometimes without even realizing it. And one of my intentions this year is that I'm going to be highly intentional about how I spend my time and energy. And there can be, you know, sometimes there's even interactions with, with certain people that leave me drained and exhausted. And again, I've, I've always known that, 
But in the last couple months, I've started really paying attention to when I experience any type of energy dip and then sort of tracing that back to where that's coming from and which interactions that is related to or which um, activities I'm doing that is related to those, to those dips and, and understanding how I expend energy better. And I've actually also started introducing um, a number of practices around managing my energy that have been massively helpful. My energy has been completely different the last month or so um, because of how I have started to shift where I'm spending my energy and how I'm managing it better. I've actually been teaching these practices that I'm using every single day around managing energy um, inside my Becoming You coaching group and with my private clients as well. Because the, the more I manage my own energy, the better I can show it for myself and for everyone else, right? I know we always hear this, but it is true. Like the, the airplane example where it's put on your own mask before you help everybody else, it is true. And I can't help anyone if I am hemorrhaging energy so much that I can't even find, find it in me to get out of bed for more than a few hours at a time. That, that isn't going to work. So that's a, a really big intention that I've talked to several people um, about that as, as well as, as clients and stuff. And everyone has really resonated with that and, and wanted to learn more. Um, so I wanted to share that because I think that that's something that a lot of people can relate to right now. The other thing is too, is I, I usually come up with a word of the year and I've done this for the last four or five years. Um, my very first business coach, uh, this was a practice that she taught to us and I thought it was, was really cool. And, and I wish that I could remember my word for like 2017, 2018. I, I don't remember what my word was. And I was looking through old journals too. And I, I couldn't find where I, I'm sure I wrote it down somewhere, but I can't find it at the moment. But, um, my, I chose two words at the beginning of 2020, trust and surrender. <laughs> and I laugh because <laughs> I had no idea how much I was going to have to lean into trusting and surrendering. <laughs> so much so that when 2021 rolled around, I felt that I still had more to do in both of those areas. So I actually kept the words trust and surrender for 2021 as well. So I kept both of those words for both years. And uh, then a couple months ago, I had already decided what my words were going to be for this coming year. I always seem to pick two. I, I seem to have difficulty sometimes narrowing it down to just one, <laughs> which for anyone who listens to this podcast, I feel like you are not surprised by this because I always have a lot to say. <laughs> so the words that I have chosen for this upcoming year are powerful and thriving. And by powerful, I, I mean um, stepping more into my own power, which is something that I have, have started to do in a really big way. And I can just feel so much more work that there is to do in that area. So that's something that I'm really deeply embodying and also uh, the power of my impact. Um, just, just being very conscious and, and intentional about how I'm showing up in a powerful way in everything that I do. So that's a really big one. The other one is thriving because to some degree, I think that we, we can choose to suffer sometimes. I'm not negating, trust me, I'm not negating at all the life circumstances that happen that create suffering. We all experience that. I have experienced that. Every human experiences that. 
And there's no, we don't have any control over the things that happen in our lives. And sometimes we are going to move through, we are going to need to move through deep, deep periods of intense grief sometimes. Sometimes that will be necessary. That suffering is, is necessary to, for us to, to grow into who we are, we are becoming. Unfortunately, I, I, you know, I would love to say that that wasn't the case and that everyone was just happy and joyful all the time, but then we wouldn't know what that meant if we didn't experience the other side of the coin. There's always balance in nature, right? There's always balance in nature, but there, there does come a point sometimes where we can maybe continue to be wrapped up in the stories of what has gone on in our lives. And it can keep us suffering past the point in time that we need to or would be useful for us in any way. And that's where thriving can become a choice and and choosing to thrive at some point. I'm not saying that when you're thriving, you're not going to have any concern that, that you're, that, you know, life isn't going to still happen, right? That's not what I mean. That's not realistic. <laughs> that, that isn't how life works. But we, we can choose to thrive in the areas that we can. And I am choosing in 2022, regardless of what else goes on in the world, in my own life, what, whatever, whatever comes, to thrive. And I'm actually going to be creating, this was suggested to me by, by a mentor and I, I loved the idea. Um, I'm going to be creating a, a thriving list, like a thrive list where it's, I'm literally going to be asking myself every day and I already have been, what would I do today if I was thriving? How would I show up for myself today? How would I show up for others? Um, what, what activities would I do? How would I care for myself? How would I nourish myself? All these things if I was thriving. And it's a really beautiful practice. It's a really, really beautiful practice. And sometimes we forget just how powerful we are. Sometimes we forget how powerful we are. I actually think it's interesting. This wasn't intentional, but I actually think it's interesting that these are the two words that I chose because there's a lot of power in choosing to thrive. And they actually go incredibly well together because it's very empowering to choose to, to, to thrive and to choose all of the ways that you can thrive for yourself. That's very empowering because you, you take that power back that no matter what else happens in life, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows, but it's, it's more about, okay, in this moment, how can I choose to thrive? And yes, we're still going to have to do adulting and like all of the other things that aren't always the most fun, but we can still choose to thrive. And it's, I'd be really interested to hear what words maybe are coming to mind for you to lean into and embody this year. Because every time I do this practice, all year long, I go back to those two words every day. I end up going back to those two words, sometimes often, even just in my head and go, okay, if I was leaning into this thing today, if I was leaning into this word, if I was leaning into my word of the year or the, you know, the, the things that I've chosen that I want to feel and experience and grow into this year, how would I show up today? 
how would that influence this decision that I'm about to make? It, any of this, you can always bring it back to, to the word or the, the couple of words that you choose to lean into. And a lot of times these practices, I, I had a coach, actually it was the same coach who, um, who initially taught me this practice about choosing a word for the year. She also said, always said something that has, has really stuck with me and I go back to it often. And it's the phrase slowly, 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 suddenly. And I think the last couple of years, last few years for a lot of people have felt like slowly, slowly, slowly. And this is what I mean where I can feel a shift happening because it feels like the suddenly is about to start taking place. And sometimes we have to be patient. Sometimes we have to be patient and to trust our own inner knowing and to trust that the universe is going to show up and to provide for you in ways that you maybe just can't see yet. And that sounds, that sounds very, um, ethereal and abstract, but sometimes we have to have that level of trust in order to move through the tougher times. We, we really do. Sometimes we need that trust in order to move through the hard times. And I also made a list. It actually ended up being a longer list than I anticipated, but I made a list of how I want to feel this year as well. So this was an addition. I've never really done this before because there, I, you know, there, there's also intentions that I set for my business every year and, and stuff like that. And, and when I've um, done stuff for my business, I've always involved financial goals. That's very normal for any business owner, really. Like most people set financial goals. And this year I threw my financial goals out. I threw them out. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try something totally different this year because I want to focus instead on how I want to feel. And I made an entire list of how I want to feel because my top priority is continuing to support my entire nervous system so that it continues to be ready to open to receive all the beautiful things coming into my life and into my business. So I made a list of how I want to feel and I'm not going to read the whole list here, but some of the, some of the ones that I came up with were, I want to feel abundant, inspired, expansive, peaceful, ease, joyful, magnetic. Those are the kinds of things that I want to feel. And to me, if I focus on my two words, powerful and thriving in my case, and, and whatever word or, or words you choose are, are for you. If I focus on my two words, as well as this list that I created of how I want to feel, I, I really deeply feel that everything else that I would love to see come into my life will be able to come in because I'm changing my entire energetic state rather than getting super focused on, uh, you know, a, a dollar value or the super specific thing in, in my life that I want to do or achieve or accomplish or whatever. We can get so tied up in those that then if we don't achieve them and as a uh, you know, recovering overachiever, I, <laughs> I, I always try to be very cognizant of these types of things. Sometimes when I set goals, goals are great. Goals are beautiful. I, again, I'm not knocking any of this and I'm not saying that I'm never going to set a dollar value again that I want to hit in my business. It's not that, 
is that this year I can just feel that something, something different is coming through for me. And I, I'm interested to see how this goes. So I'll report back at the end of the year. <laughs> I, I'm interested to see how this goes, leaning into life a different way. Not that these things haven't been important to me before they, they have, but I think that I've always kind of um, embodied a little bit more of, okay, when I do or accomplish this thing, I'll feel that way. And this time I'm switching it and I'm going, okay, I want to feel this way and then see what comes into my life as a result. And I think that when we support ourselves in this way, really interesting things can happen. Really magical things can potentially happen. And I, I have to tell you, you know, sharing like even my, my words, um, of the year and, and this list and, and all these things, I have a constant battle sometimes in my head about public versus private. And as I consider all of all of my intentions, I'm also reminded how deeply important my privacy is to me. It's absolutely sacred. And I have felt even more pulled into my privacy the past year. I share very little of my personal life anywhere on social media. Um, the, the most personal stuff by far I share here on the podcast. And I just consider my relationships to be sacred. My, my time is sacred. My energy is sacred. And the more that I lean into that, the more I'll be able to teach from a deeper place of truth and intention. And as someone who has a public, uh, business and you know, a, a, a front facing business, like I, I am the face, I am the business <laughs> and I have built this business around, um, sharing really deeply personal things, which I love. I feel so honored to be able to have this platform to share that. And I love sharing those things. I am also always very cognizant of the line that I create for myself about, uh, you know, the, the relationships in my life that are so near and dear to my heart and so much of my personal life that I just, I love keeping just for me and just for my loved ones and the people closest to me as well. And I do think that, um, sometimes we can get sucked into feeling as though we, we need to share everything on social media. And I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I do think that it's, it's relevant sometimes because to, to continue to come back to, because there's always this pull, right? And this can also be a really triggering time of year for people when it comes to social media. And I've talked to a lot of people in the last few days that were saying how triggered they felt by seeing everybody's uh, you know, highlight reel of, of their year at your, their year end review basically. And, and all of this stuff. And I don't do any of, of that stuff because first of all, I think that that social media is already a highlight reel. <laughs> no, no matter how open and honest and vulnerable any of us are on social media and, and who you see of me on social media is 100% me, but it's just also still a very small portion of who I am. So it's very genuine. It's just that that's still only part of who I am because there's, 
as, as open as social media is, it's also still very limiting. We're still only seeing like the two dimensional version of someone, right? We're still not being able to interact with them in real life. And no matter how much we, we show up in a really genuine way, we're still only getting a small snippet of somebody's life. So I don't do stuff like the highlight reels and stuff like that because I also don't feel the need to. I don't, I don't feel that I need the internet to validate um, the, the really beautiful moments that have happened in my life in this past year or, or any year. <laughs> and I also love seeing when people post it too. So I love when people post it. It just doesn't, it's not something that necessarily feels right for me. So there's no judgment here whatsoever because I, I love seeing people's joy displayed on social media or, or anywhere else. I love seeing people's joyful moments and celebrating that with them. I just don't always feel the need to, uh, to post the super personal stuff on there. And instead I tend to use this podcast to post, to post, um, the more personal aspects of my life that I hope will also hopefully be helpful too. And, and that's a really powerful part of uh, my entire mission and, and, and my intention around how I show up. But we ask so much of ourselves sometimes. We ask so much of ourselves sometimes. And when we have the opportunity of, of a new year, and uh, setting intentions and, and all these things that we want to see come to us in, in the new year, we ask a lot of ourselves. And, and that's not a bad thing. You know, holding ourselves to a high standard, that's, that's incredible. It sets the stage for what we're welcoming in too. But we can also take it too far. And I actually had a realization a few months ago in, in conversation with one of my best friends. I, I told him that I didn't feel deserving in my business unless I completed every single thing on my to-do list every single day, which literally never happens, by the way, <laughs> because there are always new things being added. It's part of being an entrepreneur. It's sort of like, okay, I've been re-watching all the Harry Potter movies because I love Harry Potter. And <laughs> it's sort of like in uh, the Deathly Hallows movie where they go into uh, Bellatrix Lestrange's vault and every item that they touch multiplies. <laughs> anyway. If there's any Potter fans out there, you know what I'm talking about. It's sometimes I feel like my to-do list is that I, I check one thing off and then nine more things need to get done as a result of me finishing that one thing. <laughs> so I was telling him this and, and I said, you know, I, I, I don't feel deserving unless I, I do every single thing every single day. And he said, holy shit, you are so hard on yourself. And, and I knew that I already knew that. And it wasn't the first time I had had someone close to me tell me that either, but it was different this time because as I heard myself saying out loud that I didn't feel deserving unless I completed every single thing on my to-do list every day, I had this lightning bolt moment of thinking, what are you doing? Like, what is the rush? Are you not making things far more urgent than they actually need to be? Are you truly prioritizing the things that matter most? And if you did prioritize the things that matter most, how different would life not only look, but feel right? No more of that. No more of that for me or hopefully for you. No more of being that hard on ourselves and instead ask yourself, like what feels nourishing to you? 
And I want to come back to the phrase, slowly, 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 suddenly. You know what they say about the turtle and the hare. Even if it feels as though you're not making progress, there are still things happening. There are still things taking root. There are still beautiful things that are almost, almost ready to bloom. And they might actually be starting to bloom and you may not have even noticed yet or realized it. And you're going to look back on this time and go, oh, that's when it started to shift. So I would love to hear what your word is. If you decide to, to choose a word or a couple of words this year that you want to lean into, please tell me. I'd really love to hear about it. What some of your intentions are, how you want to feel this year. I'd really love to hear all of it. So send me a DM over at Emily Goff Coach over on Instagram or shoot me an email at info at emilygoffcoaching.com. I really want to hear how this goes for you and tell me what you think about, you know, are you team resolution or are you team intention <laughs> or are you a little bit of both? Like if we, you know, we're all about compromise and duality here. So you can have both if you want it. You can have your cake and you can eat it too. <laughs> so let me know how this goes for you and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.